You're listening, listening to, to Bible, Bible Plus. Bible Plus from Seesaw. Bible Plus is a podcast featuring short, daily discussions of every chapter in the New Testament. Bible Plus is designed to increase Bible reading, understanding, and enjoyment. Get more out of the Bible. Hello, and welcome again to another Bible Plus podcast. We're almost done with the book of Acts. We're on the second to last chapter. We're on Acts chapter 27, and it records here his fourth journey to Rome. And we see in these past few chapters, this whole book of Acts, how Paul has been continuing along in his ministry through various journeys, various voyages. But here, in his last recorded voyage and journey, it's a little different, very different, actually, situation. He is going to Rome as a prisoner. He doesn't have the liberty to be led by the Spirit. He is literally in bonds and chains as he's headed over to Rome. And so after giving his account and testimony as a living witness of Jesus to King Agrippa, he's sent to Rome to appeal to Caesar. And in his fourth journey as an apostle, he's sent as a prisoner with other prisoners to Italy under satiria named Julius of the Augustan cohort. They pass a place called Fair Havens, and Paul perceives, Paul perceives within himself that this voyage will most likely expect and experience much damage and loss, not only of the cargo, but also of lives. But the centurion being persuaded by the navigator, by the ship's owner, and not listening to the things that were being said by Paul, continues, continues along sailing towards Italy, towards Rome. But to their demise, the entire ship is beaten down, beaten down while sailing along Crete by a hurricane wind named Euriculo. As they are being tossed around, back and forth, back and forth, not even knowing where to go, which direction they're headed, the sailors are passing cables around the body of the ship to try to secure it. They're throwing away cargo, they're jettisoning it, and their fear of running aground onto some rocks or to some rocky outcrops that could cause the ship to be severely damaged. And so as they're being endlessly tossed in the storm, endlessly tossed, the sailors said in verse 20, we have abandoned all hope, and when, it, and when neither sun nor stars appear for many days, while no small storm was assailing us, from then on, all hope that we might be saved was being abandoned. This was the current situation of all the sailors, the centurion, the navigators, the prisoners. This is what everybody's, this was on everybody's mind. There's no hope left. They're going, they're going to die. They're going to be lost forever. But however, we have a wonderful account by Paul. And he says something in the midst of this troublesome situation. He says in verse 22, I advise you, I advise you all, sailors, prisoners, the centurion, the navigator, the ship's owner, cheer up. Cheer up. For there will be no loss of life among you but only of the ship. For this very night, an angel of the God whose angel of the God whose I am and whom I serve stood by me, saying, Do not fear, Paul. You must stand before Caesar, and behold, God has granted you all those who are sailing with you. 
And therefore he says, cheer up men, for I believe God that it will, it shall be so even in the way in which it has been spoken to me. This is an incredible testimony and witness of Jesus, of who Paul is, of who Paul is living out. He's living and expressing God and humanity. In the midst of such a troublesome situation where they're being tossed endlessly for 14 days and nights, not even knowing where they are, throwing away cargo, throwing even away food, not even being able to stomach any food and eat. All This is what he's able to say to all the sailors is cheer up. Cheer up, men. God will deliver us. God will save us. There will be no loss of ship. This is the testimony of the resurrected and ascended Christ. And this is who Paul was experiencing at the time. He wasn't found in such a low, pitiful, earthy situation, earthly situation. And said he was caught in the heavenlies. He had a divine point of view. He realized that his life was in the hands of the Lord. Regardless of whatever may happen, he knew that he could trust in the God who he belonged to and whom he served. And so it continues on that he continues to encourage the sailors, encourage everybody on board, and they get, begin to eat. They become cheerful. They take the food. And finally, they run into an island, a sandbar, not knowing where they are, how to escape. They've been struck. They ran the vessel aground. But the crucial point here in these 44 verses, we find out though Paul was a prisoner in, bounds, in bonds, he, his behavior displayed so much ascendancy above any earthly situation. At the end of this chapter, at the end of Acts 27, he began as a prisoner, but now as the ship, the vessel has run aground, he is the owner of his fellow voyagers and also their life guarantor and comforter. He's able to cheer them up. He's able to encourage them to eat food. This is the life of Jesus living again on earth above any situation, above all the troublesome, all the tribulations, all the sufferings that happen on the earth today. We can be those who live with Christ in ascension, not being touched, soaring above all the situations. And this is who Paul was in this situation. In his fourth journey to the book of, into the city of Rome, where he is led as a prisoner, but ends the chapter as the owner, the life guarantor, and the comforter of all those on board.